Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Hello, friends. Today I'm talking about friendship. (laughs) Did you guys know in the Bible, every time somebody said hi, they would be like, hi, friend. So I'm going to do that. Because why not? (laughs) But yeah, I don't have a lot today, but I still hope that what I do have to share blesses you guys. Um, I've been growing, I feel like, in the area of friendship. Um, try not to look at Cami too much. We're not friends today. <laughs> Any of the examples I say are not about her. <laughs> um, no, but I was really asking God what I should share today. And I know that today is Palm Sunday, but I don't feel qualified enough to share about what that means. So (laughs) I decided not to do that. And I was asking the Lord what he wanted me to talk about today. And I felt like he was saying to talk about friendship because that's kind of what I've been learning about. And I feel like that's kind of been, I guess, like a pursuit of mine since I was a kid to have like a best friend or have a really close friend which I feel like a lot of us feel that way, right? We want to have somebody that we can bond with or somebody who gets us or understands us or relates to us. I can't be the only one, right? (laughs) We all like being understood. So, yeah, and I feel like lately he's been really growing me in that area of what it looks like to be a friend. And I was kind of asking him, like, what his perspective was on that because, like, I know we talk a lot about the bride and the bridegroom and he's our father and he's, you know, we're the bride and he's the bridegroom and all that. But like, he's also our friend and he talks about that in the Bible too. So I kind of wanted to talk about that. Um, So yeah, I don't know how any of this is going to look because I used Microsoft and I'm so sorry. (laughs) But so the first thing the definition of a friend, because I was curious, there were many definitions, but these are just the ones that I really liked. Um, So I feel like this one's very obvious, but a person who is not an enemy or is on the same side. So that's the first one. Uh, The second one is a familiar or helpful thing. So it doesn't always need to be a person. It can be like an object. Um, So from Old English, it can mean a companion as in a faithful tool that one carries. So like my faithful or my friend, my pocket watch or something like that, they would like refer to that as like their friend. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Um, But yeah, this one I thought was really interesting. So the word friend comes from the Indo-European root meaning to love. So I thought that was cool, Um, like the active part in a friend is to love. So I thought that was interesting. 
So why is friendship important to God? Um, friendship is one of the many ways that God has relationship with us, and it's how he loves us sometimes. Like, if that's what we need in the moment, that's what he is for us. Um, yeah. So the first verse that he brought me to, ah, I don't know why that did that. Did it do that there? Oh, no. That TV is just weird. I'm not going to look at that. Okay. So John 15, um, which I feel like we've been talking a lot about John 15 the past couple of weeks, but this is what he kind of like brought to mind. Um, so I think this is the Passion Translation, but it says, so this is my command, love each other deeply as much as I have loved you, for the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this is, and this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. Um, so when I was kind of studying this, one of the notes for the beginning verse um, the beginning verses was, because we're all branches in one vine, if we don't love one another, it means that our fellowship with the vine has been cut off. Um, to bear fruit, um, it must come from loving one another. For the same Christ li Christ's life lives within every believer. We're not branches of many trees, but of one vine. And I thought that was interesting. So, like, I was looking back on, like, you know when you have a really good friend, but for some reason it's really hard to connect in the moment, and you're just really upset, and you don't know why? And it's like, it's really hard for me to love you right now, but I'm really trying to love you. It's like you're not connected to the vine in that moment. Like, you just have to recenter on God, and then it'll be easier to love that person. Um, one of the other notes that I have here when I was studying this was when it talks about this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends, it's also or willingly lays down his soul for his friends. Um, the Aramaic word for friends is actually family or relatives. So like, I feel like, I feel like I can make the argument that like, this is like your blood-related family or relatives, but also a friend can be family. So I feel like, yeah. So then that goes on to say, oh, I don't know if that's in here. What is this? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just going to ignore that for now. Um, so John 15, 14 through 15. Um, so it's, it goes on to say, you show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants and servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate and cherished friends for I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. Um... So the word obey in the beginning, the Greek verb indicates if you keep on obeying as a habit. So not like just one time if he tells you to do something one time you do it, but it's like every time you're obeying and you do it. And that's a sign that you're 
that you love him and that you're an intimate friend of him. And then in verse 15, um, the Aramaic and the Greek word for intimate friends is actually those cared for from the womb. And I thought that was interesting. I thought that was really interesting because like, we're his friends from the womb. Like he's creating us and he's already calling us his friend. He's already calling us his intimate friend, his intimate and cherished friend. Like, I don't know about you, but like I've never had somebody tell me other than God, like you're my intimate and cherished friend. Like I'm sure we've all felt that way about a person, but we've never like actually said it like that, you know? <laughs> um, so Jesus came and related to us as his friends. Like when he came and he would have conversations, he would always call the people in his life friends or brother or sister if it was a female, you know? Um, he calls us intimate friends of, of God. A friend confides in you, is honest with you, loves you, and sacrifices for you. That last one was hard for me. <laughs> the sacrifices for you part. Because I was like, God, what does that look like? Like, like you died for us. Do you want me to die for someone? Like, do you want me to die for Cammie? I would if you asked me to. Like, if that's what you wanted, I probably would. But, like, that's, like, the, like, like, way end of the spectrum, right? Like, the worst thing that could happen. But, like, how do you, I guess, how do you sacrifice yourself for someone on a daily basis in normal, everyday life? And, like, for me, that's something that I felt like God was growing me through. Like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, I feel like I've been dealing with a control issue lately. <laughs> Just to put that all out in the table. <laughs> I've been dealing with a control issue, just to be transparent. Um, which I feel like is a side, like not a side, maybe like a side effect of codependency. Um, which is something that Cammie and I have dealt with in the past, but we're doing a lot better. And I'm sure like anyone here, if you've had a really close friend, like, when you spend so much time together, it's easy to, like, lean on them too much or for them to lean on you too much. So I've been dealing, like, struggling a bit with, like, control in the past couple of months. But, like, that's one of the things that I felt like God was saying that I could sacrifice. Like, do I trust God enough and God in Cami to, like, make her own choices, you know? And, like, same with me. Like, does Cammie trust God with me and God in me to make my own choices? She's never verbalized that. <laughs> She's felt like I've been making wrong choices. But, um, but, yeah, or just, like, with any of your friends. Like, I had a friend when I was in high school. She was my really close friend. And I think I've talked about her up here before. Um, but she kind of, like, brought me back to Jesus. And when I first met her, she was for lack of a better term, a hardcore Christian. So like everything had to be done a certain way or you didn't actually, you weren't actually being a Christian. 
So like when we both came to college, like it was really weird because she kind of did a weird 180 on me. <laughs> like she ended up getting into this lifestyle that wasn't the best for her. And I remember like coming to her and being like, hey, like, you know, this lifestyle is probably not the best for you. Um, and at the time, I really wanted to be like, hey, like, you need to stop. <laughs> But I felt like at the time, I, I, I feel like I had a better connection with Jesus because it was so much easier for me to say, okay, how can I like walk with you through this without like telling you that I feel like this is okay. So, I mean, in the end, she kind of like made better choices and she's doing really well now, but um, I feel like recently I've been struggling because I, I haven't been challenged in that way in such a long time. And if you don't exercise that, I guess, skill, I don't know if it's like a skill, like you kind of, don't remember how to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I feel like now I'm like challenged with different people in my life and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> like, how do I do this again? So like, I feel like God has really been teaching me like how to walk with people and not, first of all, not judge them. Like you don't want to judge the friends in your life for one, because you're not loving them. Like, that's mean, you know? And they're not feeling loved. They're not feeling supported. They're just feeling like they're doing something wrong all the time, and that's probably going to cause them to fall even more, and you don't want that. So you don't want to judge them. You also don't want to feel self-righteous, like you're better than them because you're not in their situation. That's even worse. Like, don't do that because then you're putting yourself on a pedestal. Like... So it's like finding this healthy balance of like, I'm walking with you and I'm loving you and this doesn't change how I feel or think about you, you know? So God has been growing me in that area and I've had to repent several times. <laughs> and I felt pretty bad about myself and I don't know if you guys have ever been in that place, but yeah, just, I guess I had to reframe my friendship with God first to understand how to walk with people in my own life. But yeah, so sacrificing was something I was really challenged with. But because of that, I was also really challenged with loving. Honestly, I was really challenged with <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna move on before I just spill my entire like. Okay. Really though, I was really challenged. I don't even know if this. I mean, you can, but I don't even know if it's going to work. Okay. Well, you can go to the next slide now. because Why is friendship important to us? Well, I guess the first reason why it's important to us is because we were made for relationship. I don't know if that's... That's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. So we were made for relationship. Um, a while back I preached and I talked about introverted people and extroverted people. I feel like introverted people really struggle with understanding that they need friends 
or people in their life in general? Me, I'm introverted. <laughs> I struggle with that. Cammie is my witness. She always asks me what's wrong or all that, and I'm like, nothing's wrong, and I'll hide in my room. And Anyway, so introverted people, you need friends. Extroverted people, you need close friends. <laughs> yes. Yep, so that's the first point. So um, God kind of brought me to this verse here, Proverbs 27, 9 through 10. Um, good friends refresh our soul. They're like the anointing oil that burns in the holy place. So this verse says, sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy. For good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrant incense of God's presence. So never give up on a friend or abandon a friend of your father for in the day of your brokenness, you won't have to run to a relative for help. A friend nearby is better than a relative far away. This is really true for me because all of my family lives far away. <laughs> and Cammy lives down the hallway, so <laughs> I go to Cammy for everything. And then Mrs. Butler lives down the road, so from Cammy to Mrs. Butler. But yeah, so sweet friendship also means counsel or somebody who gives you good advice. Um, and then the Hebrew text here refers to the sacred anointing oil and the incense that burns in the holy place. So yeah, good friends refresh our soul and they're like anointing oil that burns in the holy place. Isn't that crazy? A good friend is like the incense and the oil that's burning in a holy place. Like... I don't even really know what else to say about that. Like, that's, that says everything right there. Like, it's so valuable having a good friend. And I think that helps me to just be grateful for the friends in my life. Like, I guess I'll just tell this story now. So, <laughs> so no, it's nothing bad. <laughs> I told Cammy before I came up here that I would talk about our stories, but I was like, I won't share anything personal. So... Um, when I was in college, after that first friend from high school, she kind of went on her own way, and I kind of went my own way, because we were in two different places, which happens. Um, but it happens when God has another plan for you, so. Um, in that time of my life, I was, I was really depressed, and I think I was really trying to find myself. Um, but that's really hard to do on your own. And I was kind of trying to find my place, amongst like good Christian people <laughs> but it was really hard to like find somebody who understood me so I remember praying often that like God would bring me a friend that I felt like was loyal that I felt like could understand me that I could spend time with and not feel like I was losing energy or like feeling like I was wasting away even more and so I remember one night I had a dream, and at the time I felt like the dream was kind of meaningless, because <laughs> I was like, this doesn't make any sense, but I was in my dorm room in the dream, and I was hanging out with friends, which I didn't have at the time. I had acquaintances. Um, but in the dream, I remember there was this blonde girl sitting on my bed, and she was just like really like shiny and like radiating the sun and all that good stuff. 
And I was like, this is weird. But I remember she was just sitting there laughing and I was like, okay. And this is just when I had started going to the prayer room. And so a little bit after that dream, I met Cami. And I remember when Cami and I first met each other, it was really weird. Because I was like, she looks really young. And I was like, what is she doing here? She looks like she's still in high school. But, but then I remember, like, because um, we were doing this, like, prophetic singing class or something. And I remember thinking, when, like, when it got to her, I was like, wow, she always has really good stuff to say. And I was like, I never have good stuff to say. <laughs> or, like, I just didn't feel really confident. And then God was like, you should pray for her. And I was like, okay. So I remember after class um, that day, like, I went up to her and I was like, can I pray for you? And she was like, yeah, sure. And I remember praying for her and like God was showing me sunflowers. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like the dream, like the sunshine and all that. And then Cami was like, we should be best friends. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and like we had met twice and already she was like, you're my best friend. And that was terrifying for me, but I think it was really good. Because <laughs> look at where we are now. I mean, I think it's really good. So... I guess, like, as an example, Cami is my really good friend that refreshes my soul and all that good stuff. But, yeah, if you're in need of a best friend, you can't have Cami because she's already mine. But <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can ask Jesus to send you your own sunshine. <laughs> I'm just making sure it's known. <laughs> I'm claiming my territory. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If she wants to go be friends with you guys, she can. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're right. Thank you. Thank you for calling me out. I need to be called out. I'm okay with this. <laughs> um, so friends are also important to us because they help us through times of adversity. Um, let's see here. So Proverbs 17, 17 says, a dear friend will love you no matter what. And a family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. So I feel like God puts people in your life for specific times and God will put friends in your life for specific times to help you get through moments of adversity. So, like, when I was praying that God would bring me a friend, like, Cami was the person who got me through that time in my life. And now, in turn, I'm helping Cami get through some things in her life, which is how it works. That's how friendship works. Like, it goes back and forth. But, like, the, the main thing is, like, you want to continue to lift each other up. So, like, if one of you is down, the other lifts you up and vice versa. Um, so I have written here, you in turn as a good friend help your friends through times of adversity and as a result, you grow. Because I remember thinking, what do I, like, I was like, God, this is really selfish, okay, don't judge me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, God, what am I getting out of this? Like, <laughs> I told you not to judge me. I'm growing. <laughs> but I was really like, 
Not, not right now, okay? Not right now. This does not apply to my friendship with Cami right now. I just want to make sure that's clear. But, like, when you're helping somebody and you're already drained and you're just like, God, what am I getting out of this? Like, I feel like God came down from heaven that day and was like, hey, knock it off. And I was like, okay, you're right. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> your character grows. You grow in character. So it's good for you, too. And, you know, it brings the, um, the self-righteous part of you and it knocks it down. And it's like, hey. I'm growing. <laughs> I, I stopped saying I'm a bad person because I don't want to speak that over myself, but, like, I just tell myself that I'm growing now. <clears throat> okay, so um, the next part is, so friends bring us a new perspective, and, again, as a result, we grow. Our goal in life should always be to grow closer to who God has created us to be. Um, so Proverbs 27.6 says, you can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty, but your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insincerity. We don't always agree with our friends, and that is okay. It is okay to not always agree. If you want a friend who always agrees with you, you're never going to grow. And that person is also never going to grow. And it's not going to produce good fruit. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. Um, it also, in the Passion Translation for that verse, it says, it takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade. And so one person sharpens the character of another Are you guys being sharpened? It's good for you. Um, but I think the second part of that is like, if your friend in that moment is not agreeing with you, that doesn't mean that you should go and look for agreement somewhere else. <laughs> because let me tell you why. <laughs> because just because they're not agreeing with you doesn't mean that they're wrong and that, that you're right and you should go and find agreement somewhere else because that's how the enemy will get you. And that's how he will cause division in your friendship. Um, because when, if you do find agreement with someone else, if you're like, if you go to someone else and you start complaining about what happened and that person's like, well, yeah, you're right. I don't understand why that person just didn't do it how you did it. Okay, for example, something just came to mind. Pressure cookers. And for you who know, you know, because I've gone to at least half of the people here and talked about these dang pressure cookers, which by the way, I googled, I'm not having that conversation again, but I googled it. And anyway, <laughs> So there was a discussion about the way that things should be cooked in a pressure cooker. I have agreed to agree that we are all correct. <laughs> However, <laughs> Matthew is shaking his head. That's fine. We can grow together, Matthew. We can grow together. But anyway, I'm not saying I did this. I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. 
I shouldn't go to another person and have them agree with me. Nobody here, but like say someone outside of the church. I shouldn't go to them and say, hey, I need you to agree with me in this. Because what if that person doesn't have my best interest at heart, you know? Because Matthew would love for me to be wrong. (laughs) And what if I am wrong, you know? Like, what if I'm wrong and that person is telling me that I'm right? Like, you need people in your life who are going to tell you that you're wrong so that you can grow. You need people in your life who are going to tell you the truth so that you can grow. Because you don't know what those, that person's intentions are. Like, the enemy could be using them to, like, anyway, I'm going to agree to disagree on the pressure cooker. <laughs> exactly. You're correct. That's right. I could learn something new. I'll have Tony teach me. He's over there nodding. <laughs> he started this whole debauchery. <laughs> Yeah, it was him. It wasn't me. <laughs> um, anyway, pressure cooker. That's the last time I'm going to mention it, I promise. <laughs> Cammy has, has heard me bring it up so many times. She's like, that's like the fifth time you said that's the last time you're going to say anything about it. <laughs> um, okay, next slide. <laughs> um. So Proverbs 18.24, some friendships don't last for long, but there is one loving friend who is joined to your heart closer than any other. Um, So that first part can also mean a man with too many friends may be broken to pieces. Extroverts, this is for you. (laughs) It's okay to have people in your life, but you can't try to have a close friend with all of your friends because it'll tear you apart from the inside out. You need one really, really, really close friend, maybe two really, really close friends, and then God because he's number one, right? He is your closest friend. He lives inside of you. Yeah. He should be the one who's joined to your heart closer than any other. What's this? This slide is for Cammie. <laughs> so a true friend. Um, this is just a couple things that stood out from the verses I was studying. I'm sure there's way more out there. But a true friend is honest, vulnerable, sacrificial, and loving. So ultimately, God is our true friend from the womb. I think that was the thing that hit me the hardest was from the womb, he he has cared for us. He's our friend. He was our first friend. Um, But because he has created us for relationship, friends are also very important to us while we're here. I think these are all important things to find in a friend. Um, But they're also important things to be when you're being a friend to someone else. Um, So we'll go to the last slide here. Sorry, you're not going to be able to read that, but I'll read it to you. (laughs) 
Um, so just going back to the beginning here, uh, friend, the action of friend is to love. So we got the good First Corinthians here, 13, 4 through 7. Love is large and incredibly patient. That can also say, love patiently endures mistreatment. Could mean that love is incredibly patient even in difficult relationships. Um, and the Aramaic can be translated, love transforms the spirit. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflates its own importance. So love is not overly sensitive. It's not resentful and it doesn't keep score. So when you've said that you've forgiven your friend, you've forgiven them, that's it. There's no going back to that. Um, and then the Aramaic can be translated, love does not stare at evil. Love will overlook offenses and remain focused on what is good, refusing to hold resentment in our hearts. I think that wasn't, was important to me. My memory's too good. <laughs> um... I wish that the Lord would take some of that away. <laughs> Get rid of my memory, Lord. <clears throat> um, <laughs> love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seeks its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. So that's like, love covers all things, like a roof covers a house. So it doesn't matter what that person is doing. Even if that person is doing something that you feel is offensive to you, like, love covers all things. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it, it never gives up. It never loses faith. So, I realized this was pretty short, but I felt like this was what God wanted me to talk about today. I don't really have an act. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line 
a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, and more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.